Oh, not our sound people spot. I couldn't sleep last night. I got up so early this morning. I was here at 7 a.m. And I'm telling you, we never stopped running from 7 a.m. till the start of the service to make it happen. It takes a lot of work. I'm not talking about myself. I just want to thank all of the workers, all the volunteers that made yesterday today. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I, I do appreciate so many. We finished yesterday's service for Bob, and there was an open house I didn't want to miss. So I ran home, changed quick, went to the open house. Then I thought I'd come back and finish up, and there were still people here working. I, I'm just... I'm thankful. I'm thankful for a church that loves to serve. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today. We want to use today as a launching pad to a new start. If you were here last week, you heard me say that uh, we call this the annual celebration. But the first time I typed it in on the header, instead of celebration, I, I spelled it with a C and an A and it became calibration. And I thought, what? what? Not calibration, celebrate. And then I thought, wait a second. Maybe that's the right word. Our annual celebration needs to be an annual recalibration. A, a resetting of ourselves, especially coming out of the time we just came out of. Uh, nobody should feel embarrassed or shamed, but it, it wasn't what church should be. Uh, church is not meant for you to do at home alone. It's not. We're not... So we had to do it. We had to do it for a time. But it is not our desire. Uh, we love having the live stream and be able to do things where people can if you're sick or if you're on vacation. We love that you can connect. But we never want church to be in your pajamas at home. Sorry. Because I know you loved it. Amen? I, I know it was easy. And I did it. But I, I had COVID myself for two weeks. And you know what? It was kind of nice just rolling out of bed and turning on a computer. It was nice. But it isn't what God intended for us. It isn't. The Christian life isn't meant to live alone. It's meant to be done in a body. It's meant to be in community. In other words, <clears throat> you have to show up. The downside of this past year and several months is it's easy to get a mindset. Not that you wanted the mindset or you, you desire to have the mindset, but you end up with the mindset that, how can I get the service to me? And, and you had to do that, right? And so it became on the TV at home or a computer and you know, maybe just listening to it. Or maybe you didn't even have to do it on Sunday. You figured out, oh, just watch the video anytime during the week. And, and it became, when can I get the service? Our recalibration today is not, when can I get the service? But instead... How can I get back into serving? Somebody say amen. amen. How can I get back into serving the body of Christ? I have great hope when I look and see the people that are coming and then help. That, that, that make pulled pork for the masses. And they, they put together coleslaw in the lobby because we don't have a kitchen. Lord help us. They, they work so hard. Um, and I'm, I'm thankful. And I think we're best. Church, I think we're best. When we're serving. Because when we're not serving, the mindset becomes, how can I be served? And again, don't, don't think your pastor's picking on you. I, I am not. I know what we went through, and I know it was put on you. It wasn't anything you chose either. But it's time to recalibrate. <clears throat> Do you have those annoying things in your vehicles that tell you something's not right? 
I have uh, three vehicles right now, and, and um, two of them let me know that there's a low tire warning. They do. And it lies. <laughs> I've put air in the tires. I've checked them several times, and yet every time when I start the car, within three seconds, low tire pressure. You lie. I finally took my truck in, and they do the oil, and they rotate all my tires. And I just said to the guy, I said, you know, I'm going to have to get this fixed because it's annoying me. I know the tire's not low, but it says it's low. And I have to push the OK button, and it's not OK. I don't want to push OK. It's not OK. It's lying. And he said, Don, relax. We'll just recalibrate it. It's simple, Don. We just recalibrate all four tires, and it won't do that anymore. I said, really? He said, well... That might do it. <laughs> if not, it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. I said, well, let's just recalibrate it. So he did. He recalibrated it. And I got in my truck after I, picked, I started it up. And I waited. And I waited. And it didn't do it for 24 hours. And then it <laughs> I got to take it in and get a new sensor put in. But for us as a church... I want us to just recalibrate. Maybe we just need to recalibrate our spiritual systems and say, I need to get back in this. I, I, need, to, I need to be part of my body at the church. I need to serve. I, I got to get off the sidelines and get active because the minute we're not active and the minute we're not serving, it really becomes about us. And I'm going to tell you, when it becomes about you, you're going to find things that you're not going to be happy with. Let me guarantee you, church, we will fail you. I hate to say it. But I know your pastor. <laughs> and I know we're going to fail you. Yesterday, celebrating the life of Bob, it became abundantly clear that he was a wonderful shepherd, a loving, caring shepherd. Two days ago, I lost my best friend, Brian Spencer. My pastor for 20 years. And he also was an incredible loving shepherd. Caring. You knew you, you were loved. You knew you were loved by Pastor Bob. Well, they knew they were loved by Pastor Spencer. And I, I stand here and tell you today, I, I fall short of that, I know. I am no Pastor Bob. And I am no Brian Spencer. And as the church grew... The best we could do was have our elders come alongside and help me be a shepherd because I couldn't do it effectively. And so if your calibration is your needs and your wants and your desires, you will be disappointed. I'm just going to confess, you will be disappointed. I am not a good shepherd. I've never been a good shepherd. I have help, thank Jesus. But I do know this. If we recalibrate, and we, we, we think that church is more than just getting a service, it's about being in service, it will change the way you look at church. There's a joy in giving of yourself. It's a deep joy. It's something that I can't give you. It needs to be given from you and received back. I, I promise you, if you serve, you'll find joy. The guys that were still here, Yesterday, hours after it was done, making sure we're ready to do it again. That's what I kept telling them all day yesterday. I said, guys, this is hard work, but let's do it again tomorrow. And they all smiled with sweat pouring off their head. Let's do it again, Pastor. In serving, 
you do get served. Uh, the joy that comes from that, and it's all about giving of yourselves, and you will receive. I think that's what Jesus meant when He talked about several times, about giving and receiving. It'll come back to you. I hate it when pastors make that about financial things. Oh, uh, if, you, if you just send $10 today, uh, God will give you back 100 sometime. I hate that nonsense. You might be blessed financially, you might not be blessed financially, but I will tell you this, here's an absolute guarantee. If you give 100% of yourself, you will receive back more than you ever gave. Absolutely. When we serve, amen. we are blessed. That deserves an amen. That deserves an amen. No, thank amen. you. Thank you. And so, I want to give you something I've given you in the past, and it's just an acronym for the word serve. Everybody say serve. 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 S-E-R-V-E, serve God. And here at Oakland, we try not to use the word volunteer. We do slip sometimes, we're sorry, we don't mean to. We would rather use the word servant than volunteers, because we don't want volunteers at Oakwood. Volunteers is always on your terms, it's always about if I'm available. And, and let's face it, y'all are terrible at signing up for stuff, because everybody waits, because there's something else might come up. We know, we know. And so we're not looking for volunteers. We're looking for servants. And as we recalibrate, we've got to recalibrate with Scripture. Matthew 22, 34 through 40, Jesus was asked, what's the greatest commandment? And we know that there was over 366 laws that he could have picked from. He was there with Sadducees and Pharisees, and, and each group had their own special laws that they thought were most important. And so the lawyer who was asking Jesus was trying to trip him and trick him into giving an answer because he thought if he gives an answer, he's going to be wrong. No matter what he does, this group will hate him, or no matter what he says, this group will hate him. And so the lawyer in his mind thought, aha! Tell us what the greatest commandment is. And I love that Jesus, without hesitation, he said, the greatest commandment is this. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and strength. And love others more than you love yourself. And nobody could complain. <laughs> Neither side could be angry at that. Love God. Love people. Say it with me. Love God. Love people. They're, they're two so important things. They're kind of the same thing. They're, you can't have one kind of without. I mean, you can't. You need to love God. How do you love God? Love is people. I mean, you want to show love to God. Love is people. In short, if you call yourself a Christian today, you're automatically labeled servant because to love God means to serve others. It just we're talking hand in hand stuff here. And if you just want to be a volunteer. It's going to get tiring quick because it's a pain serving people, right? People are hard and they're difficult, right? And they whine, they don't like. And so if you're just going to be a volunteer, you're going to be disappointed. If you just become a servant of Jesus, it becomes a joy. Love God. How? Love people. Love people. So we recalibrate. In the Old Testament, Joshua 24, 15, Joshua looked at his whole nation and he said, As for me and my house... We will serve the Lord. I love Joshua as a leader. We named my son Joshua David Jackson, two great leaders in Scripture. And, and I love Joshua because he brought the whole nation together, and he said, choose you this day whom you will serve. You know what he was doing? He was saying, recalibration day, people. It's recalibration day. So choose whom you're going to serve. 
You can choose the, the false gods of this group, of that group. You can do that if you want to. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He calibrated the whole nation by saying, here's the right way. To recalibrate as Oakwood today, coming out of a time that we're calling a line in the sand today, we're just saying we're done with it, we're moving forward, we're launching ahead, and it's time to recalibrate. How do we do that? Love God with everything you've got, which means you're going to love people more than you love yourself. That means you're going to lay down your life, and you're going to become a servant to all. Recalculating. <laughs> Remember that? Remember when our GPSs talked to us and we could pick the voice? No. I always chose that British woman. <laughs> My wife always gave me a hard time for picking a woman's voice. She said, if you don't listen to me, why are you going to listen to her? <laughs> Be calculating. I'd take a turn and, 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 and it's never yelling at me. The, the person never said, oh, you idiot! You weren't supposed to turn back there! No, the... Recalculating. So we're recalculating or recalibrating today as a church. And we're saying, let's launch forward. Serve. S. Surrender to God. As we think of the word serve, S-E-R-V-E-S, is surrender to God. Everybody say surrender. Surrender. The first thing has to be a laying down of that life. You know, when Jesus had his followers and the multitudes were there, there was that weird day when the multitudes were following him, and he was quite a, a scene to behold. I mean, there was miracles happening, food happening, and so there was a multitude of people. Like, they liked the show. Jesus was quite amazing. And as he's walking down the road, the multitudes, he spun around, and he just looked at him, and he said, you know what? If anyone were to come after me, they must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. He, he drew the line in the sand. He, he recalibrated their thinking. At this point, they're thinking, he provides a good service. I'm going to follow Jesus so I can get the service. He might make manna. Who knows? He might do something from heaven today. I, you know, I have no idea, but let's follow him. But Jesus said, if anyone were to follow me, they must deny themselves, die to themselves daily, and follow me. In order to be a servant, S, you've got to surrender to God. Question, am I surrendered? Or am I still sitting on the throne? Am I still in charge of my life? Or am I surrendered to God? E, enter into God's presence. Everybody say enter. enter. If you're going to become a servant, you're going to serve. First thing, surrender to God. Second thing, you need to enter His presence. The second step isn't to volunteer. The second step isn't to, to look at your calendars. The, the next step is enter His presence. If you're going to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, and strength, you need to spend time with Him and get closer to Him. Get in His Word. Get in His people. Pray together. Worship together. Enter into His presence. Question, am I thirsty for His presence? Serve. Surrender to God. Enter in God's presence. R. Reorder my priorities. Everybody say reorder. Reorder. Serve, S-E-R-V-E. Surrender to God, enter God's presence, reorder my priorities. Again, before you get the calendar out, before you try to make any kind of commitment today, just get your priorities in line. How do I know what my priorities is? Uh, go look at your online bank account. Just take a stock of what you spend on. 
it, it might be an indicator of what's going on here. Ask yourself, why is it that I'm, I'm comfortable now uh, coming out of Corona, not being there or serving there? I just life started and, 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 and you're busy. Uh, trust me, I know you filled your life with things. So what are my priorities? Surrender to God, enter His presence, then I need to reorder my priorities. The question here is, what is my life priority? Jesus answered the question by saying, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, body, strength, love others and yourself. Is that your life priority? Is your life showing that your priority is loving God and loving people? Yes. The vow to endure. Everybody say vow. Wow. Now we get to the, now we're doing something, right? You're going to vow. What's a vow? I love weddings. I love to do weddings. I tease all the time that I'd rather do three funerals than one wedding. I don't know if that's true. I do like weddings. I do like taking the couple through the premarital counseling stuff, but I love that day. And, and so much is happening on a wedding day. Trust me. Uh, I look at this young couple usually, and, and I'm thinking they're so far from here right now. They're thinking about their honeymoon. They're thinking about dessert. They're wondering if the cake is going to fall. And I try to get their attention. Hey, 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 pay attention. We're going to do something here right now, and, and nobody's here except for me and you. The two of you and me, just us. And what we're going to do is very spiritual because you're going to make a covenant before God with each other. Vow. What am I going to vow to do? Don't vow to work in Sunshine Park until the end of times. Laura didn't hear me say that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make a vow to work in youth ministry. Don't make a vow to be on the events team. No, no. Make a vow to endure. Vow to endure. The Bible says to those who endure to the end will be given. Just make a commitment to God and a vow to Him that I will continue to be a servant. That's my vow. I continue to serve you. Have you cut a covenant with God? Have you done that? Have you made a vow to Him that you're going to serve Him? And lastly, E, enter the harvest field. Everybody say enter. enter. It's kind of like getting in the game. Get in the game. In basketball, I played basketball and soccer. And, and when I was young on the team, you sat on the bench. And everybody wanted to get down the bench toward the coach. Everybody wanted to get in the seat, right? You know, it's like everybody, time out, and then you kind of jump in the seat next to the coach. As if he'll, it's like, oh, this kid here, yeah, I'll put him in the game. No, the coach doesn't think like that. But we all wanted to get down the bench so the coach would call us. And you're just waiting for that, Jackson, yes, I'm ready to go. Get me in the game. Enter the harvest field. Again, I, I don't want you leaving today thinking I'm picking on you, but we've all kind of been sitting on the sidelines for a while now. It's time to get in the game. <laughs> Your name's been called. It's time to serve. It's time to S-E-R-V-E. Surrender to God, enter His presence, reorder my priorities, vow to endure, and then get in the game. There's a harvest field out there. Are we being bright and salty? Are we being a church that if we weren't here next week, the neighbors would feel poorly about, they would miss us, or would anybody care? we got a lot to do, friends. So I'm calling us to action today. What does that mean? Well, let me give you some vision casting before we go to our meeting and then to lunch. First thing I want to tell you about, I have lots to tell you about. There's going to be some new uh, priorities the elders have chosen to put on as a church, and you need to be aware of them. 
Uh, one of them simply is we're excited to announce that we're going to be remodeling the basement of our church. Our basement right now is made up of one big room and then several small rooms. We're not using the small rooms, so they've all become closets. You know, is, do you guys have any space in your house that's not put stuff, right? And so everything in our basement is just where we put stuff. Well, Pastor Ben, uh, it's been hard being a youth pastor during coronavirus, and he's excited that we're coming out and that he could be youth ministry 100%, but he, he's told us several times he needs a place. He needs a space. He comes every week and sets up the lobby and then has to tear it down only to put it back up again. And he does it several times a week. And he said, it's wearing me out. We need a space. And I walked around the whole church with a, a tape measure trying to find where can we find space. And so we're excited to let you know today we're taking out all of the small rooms in the basement on the north side. So if you go downstairs... And you look on the north side, Sunshine Park does not get touched. It stays where it's at, but everything outside of that is going to become one big open room, 70 feet by 24 feet. And that's going to be a space for our student ministries where he can have it set up and keep it set up. Amen? Yeah. Never in my 20, 30, I've been, in, I've been in ministry 31 years now. Never in my years of ministry have I ever seen action taken this quickly. I cast the vision Tuesday night at a board meeting with the deacons there. I said, man, I think this would be something we could do. None of those walls are load-bearing walls. It's just a remodel job. We can do it ourselves. I said, I really I just want to cast that vision to you. On Thursday, one of our deacons came into my office sweating. He's wiping his... Head off, he goes, man, I'm exhausted. I'm like, hey, what have you been doing? He said, I've been tearing the ceiling out in the basement. I said, what? <laughs> he said, yeah, we started talking about it, and that's what we're going to do. So we're working. I'm like, what? Never in 30-some years of ministry has action happened from a Tuesday to a Thursday. Usually it takes months, but they're already working toward it. Amen. Everything that we do, you need to be able to ask, so that. What's the so that? We're doing that so that Ben can have a space for our student ministries that can be set for them, ready for them, and it's theirs and they can do ministry. So that. Everybody say so that. So that. The next thing we want to talk about is service park. I don't know if you have one of these. They're available today. Uh, yesterday I announced the launch of a project called Service Park. There was some people here uh, that knew Bob from uh, 110 years ago, and uh, <laughs> I mean, it, there are some people here, like the Van Tynes, some Van Tynes were here. They're the people who gave us the land that we're sitting on today, so they could move from the Baldwin uh, Little White Church there and, and come to this spot. And some Van Tynes were there, and when I mentioned Service Park, they came running afterward and they said, we can't think of a better thing to do than what you're doing for Pastor Bob, a legacy and remembrance of Pastor Bob. And that's a big deal, because the lady who told me that also came to the office about eight months ago crying. She walked in the door and she said, you don't know me, but I heard you bought that house and you're going to tear it down. That was my childhood home, and she was bawling. And I'm like, sorry, but we're going to tear it down. <laughs> And it kind of broke her heart. I promised her we'd get her in there, let her take some things from, for memory. But she was heartbroken. I could just see it. And I told my wife, I got home, I thought I broke an old lady's heart. Oh. It was the same lady who came up to me and she said, tear it down and build the park. Yes. Build the park. So what we're going to do, yep. Pastor Bob was about a great family. He was about building closeness and connectedness. And that doesn't happen by just showing up at church. 
Um, we need to make sure we're loving on each other throughout the week. And so we'd like to do something to give us opportunity. Not only will we be taking down a blight right now in our neighborhood, an ugly house, an ugly uh, barn, but we'll be clearing that lot. And the first thing we want to build is the PB&J Pavilion. Stands for Pastor Bob and Janella, not peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> PB&J Pavilion. And we want that to be a place where we can gather as a church, but we want our community to be able to gather there as well. Uh, open houses happen, and we want our church to be a place where people say, we can go to Oakwood for that. Again, if we weren't here next week, who would even care? I drove to every house this week. Every house. And I placed a note in everybody's box to tell them about this. I was excited. I warned him about today, and it would probably be loud, but I told him what was coming. The house is eventually going to come down, and we're going to put a park there. We want you to come use it. So the first thing we want to do is build the PB&J Pavilion. The next thing we want to do is build a children's playground. We have a hole over there, and the kids miss the playground we used to have. But we want to build something wonderful so that kids can have a great playground. And the third thing we want to do is to build a sports court. Uh, I love that we have some basketball hoops here, and, and every week when it's warm, somebody's here. Somebody comes to our parking lot and they shoot hoops, or they use our parking lot to do driver's training. Don't ever park on this side during the week. Um, but they use that, and so I'm thankful for that, but I want to do a better job. I want to have the pavilion and a parking place to get to the pavilion and the sports courts, which will have basketball and pickleball there, and then this children's playground. And I envision people using it. And, and having a good time, and us using it, inviting friends and neighbors over to use it. So we're launching that. We have no idea now. We don't have drawings. I know, I know as a good pastor, a good shepherd would have drawings and get you all excited about something. I'm just telling you with words today. If you can help me out, if you want to see a visual, look over there and see the mess and envision something wonderful. And that's what we're shooting for. $150,000 would probably get us started. It's probably going to end up costing around $200,000, but that's what we want to do. And if you want to give toward that, start now. You can use these little things, put them right in the giving stations, or you can go online to our, our giving portal on our website and drop down the tab, and it'll say Service Park, and you can give there. And I say this without any embarrassment, but there are some people in here who can pay for half of that. And I ask that you would. This is time to do that. We're going to honor Bob, but we're also going to launch forward with a mission. This is about recalibrating. We're coming out of a time when it's been about me and about getting a service to be serving. So what is that going to take? You know what? We made a clear decision that we're going to live with that junkie parking lot for more. I know I've been telling you for years we're going to fix the parking lot. I know I've been telling you that. But I told you for a lot of years that we had an ugly carpet and we finally got a new floor. <laughs> we're eventually going to have a new parking lot. But can I tell you, nobody's coming to Oakwood because we have a nice parking lot. The only people that will serve is really ourselves. And so the elders said, if we're going to need to make, take money and invest it someplace, are we going to do it for ourselves in a nice parking lot? Or are we going to do it for our community and an outreach and something that will serve the people of Oakland and the community? Let's do that. Yes. And let's wait on the parking lot. Amen? We can wait. We can wait. We can wait. It needs to be done. I'm not saying it doesn't need to be done. It will be done. We'll do it right. But it'll probably have to come when we do a building project, something bigger, because nobody wants to give money for asphalt. <laughs> but I hope all of you can get behind the idea of Service Park. 
I, again, I told this at the, the uh, memorial yesterday, but when I went over to Bob's and tried to plan yesterday, uh, he was difficult. He did not want to talk about a service for him. He doesn't like talking about himself very much. And when I told him, I said, Bob, we got to have a serious talk. Bob said, I know, we need to pick our pizza toppings. I'm like, no, Bob. No, we got to talk about this coming a day where we're going to have a service for you. And he's like, ah, let's talk about pizza. He didn't want to talk about that. Eventually, he gave us two songs he wanted, and we did those yesterday. Then I looked at him and I said, Bob, I have a, I have a dream. I have a dream that would be an honor to you. And he's like, no, I could just see him getting angry. He's kind of like, don't. And then I told him about Service Park, about a PB&J pavilion. He thought the name was clever. He would. <laughs> and a sports court and a children's playground. And Bob, he lit up. As sick as he was and as much pain as he was, he lit up. And, and he knew. He, he thought, boy, I guess if there was anything you were going to do, that makes me happy. And so we're going to do it. We're going to honor Bob, but we're going to do it. And it's yes. going to make a difference to us as a church. And I pray you'll be behind it. We'll let you know as we go where we're at and, and what needs to happen. But we're going to move forward with that. And we're excited about that. Beyond all of that, you have in your possession, I think, or do we need to hand those out? Where's Melissa? Tell me what to do. Okay, in, in your possession, you have a handout. And what we decided to do is go through and take stock of relaunching. And if we're going to relaunch, and if we're going to come back to life, it's going to require servants. Everybody say servants. servants. Not volunteers, but servants. And so we're asking you to recalibrate today. Now here's the beautiful thing. As a pastor, I don't feel like I need to guilt you into this. I can trust that God will direct you, and he'll, he'll put it on your heart where you can serve. I want it to be in your passion point. If you hate kids, don't volunteer for our children's ministry. Don't think that God's going to give you this wonderful new love for children. He probably won't. Don't work in the kids' part. But if you love kids, we ask you to step up and serve. Our child care ministry needs help. Sunshine Park, I'm sorry. Sunshine Park needs help. The beautiful thing is, usually we're asking you to serve one Sunday a month in that area. We have a great rotation. Pastor Shane loves these kind of things, and he organizes it. So there's an A, B, C, and D team. And if you serve in the nursery on A team, you could sing with the praise band on C weeks. And that way you know when to serve, right? A, B, C, or D, you got your weeks. And we want you not only to serve, but we also want you to sit in the service. I want to call us to a higher standard at Oakwood. Uh, I know life is busy, and we have people that serve, and I'm thankful for that. But it's not enough that you show up one Sunday a month when it's your time to serve. I expect you to be here to sit under the Word of God, and then serve. Sit, then serve. I'm serious about that. As your pastor, I'll say this, the Word of God that changes people's lives, and you need to sit under the Word. So make sure you come and hear the Word of God, but then step up and serve. Children's care, child care upstairs, Sunshine Park. We listed the number of people we need and the, the type of service we need. Not everybody's a teacher. There's room for helpers. We, we have helpers needed. Student ministries. If you don't love teens, don't volunteer. you gotta, you got to just love the quirkiness of young people. I am wired to love teenagers. I think they're awesome, they're crazy, they're nuts, they're full of life, they're full of adventure and they're hope, 
and it's chaos, and I love it. So I might need to volunteer for Ben. If you understand and love teens, I would encourage you to talk to Pastor Ben. He's got it listed, what's needed. We need people. Pastor Ben and Kylie cannot do it all. We need more servants. And then there's lots of serving areas like the team. We've got musicians. Uh, we've got singers. Um, we've got tech people that are needed each Sunday to run a computer or to help with the cameras. Um, there's so many positions. Pastor, do you know, is it 80 or so people we need every Sunday to make a day happen? It's about 60. About 60-some people. It takes about 60-some servants just to make a Sunday morning happen. If you think about all the positions. We need people on safety team, volunteers, not volunteers, servants who would say, I'll serve. And again, it's a rotation. We're asking for one Sunday a month where you can be on this team. And there's different levels of that, but you can see uh, Bruce Knopf to talk about safety. Help me because I don't have my brochure. Melissa, what other things are there? Thank you. Hospitality. Hospitality. Uh, anybody can start doing that. Uh, we'll teach you what we expect, but we've got to have people here welcoming people when they come in. Uh, we've got to have people talking to people uh, when they get into the worship center and sit down and they're new. We, we need that friendly person. Uh, if you're not friendly, don't sign up. <laughs> Again, it's funny because we can hand your brochure and tell you what the job is, but I'm just being blunt honest. Boy, if, if you don't like kids, don't do children's ministry. If you don't like teens, don't do teen ministry. If you don't like people, don't do the welcome. And boy, if that's you... We'll talk about Jesus and get you saved because we have, there's a lot of nastiness in you. But hopefully there's something in you that you can serve with a passion. Uh, there's a lot of areas. Cafe is another one. Uh, we have a, a wonderful team each week that makes us coffee and has things ready for us. Treehouse is something that we're going to relaunch. I yes. sat down with our um, yeah director. Yeah, thank you. The director of the elder board, we sat down this week and I gave him a calendar from July through next July. And I said, Jim, I just the Lord put it on me to put out this calendar of what we could do if we put our minds to it and the people stepped up and decided to serve. Here's what we can do. And we're going to talk about it Tuesday night and get that calendar approved. And so we have three sessions of Treehouse coming, six weeks at a time, so people can commit to come, people can commit to serve for just six weeks at a time, and then there's a time off, and then there's another session. So there's a session plan to start in September, there's a session plan to start in, um, in I think, end of January, and then there's a session plan in the spring. Three six-week sessions, and we need a lot of helpers and leaders for that. I believe that's covering most everything. Am I leaving anything out? On the back. Oh, all these things. Yeah. I mentioned hospitality, worship, media, safety team, the events team. I, I so appreciate them, and we're blessed today to have the people that have prepared everything for us. And then SOS. Uh, we're going to relaunch SOS. I'm talking to somebody about being the new director of our SOS, but they need helpers to serve on the committee to plan our SOS. SOS means serving our Savior. In July, I believe it's 19th or something, or 17th, we're going to uh, Manalian's house, and we're going to serve, uh, do an SOS for the Nalians, things that need to be done at their home. So we're relaunching that. We're relaunching everything. Friends, I want you to take the list and pray over it. Lord, I come. How can I serve? How can I make an impact? How can I make a difference? And I'll make you a guarantee. If you'll give up yourself, you will be blessed. You will be blessed. There is a tab that once you make some decisions, you could tear that off. 
mark it and give it back to us. Or you can go online, and this is online as well. Our church app. The church app. On the church app, this is, exists, and you can do it electronically there. What I'm asking you today is to recalibrate. Let's recalibrate. And then let's go. Everybody say go. go. Let's go. Let me ask the team to come forward, uh, the singers, if you would. When we do communion and when we um, gather as a church, especially on a day like today when we're celebrating Oakwood and we're thankful for what God has done, but we're not done yet, uh, we want to send you out with a blessing. Why don't we stand together? I won't make you join hands. We're not ready. Lord bless you and keep you, make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn His face toward you and give you peace. Father, we we ask a prayer for Oakwood Community Church, the great family that Bob poured himself into for 40 years. God, may it be a great family for another 40 and another 40. God, help us to be effective. Help us to make right choices when it comes to parking lots or playgrounds. Help us to make right choices about small rooms or open spaces. God, help us to make right choices when it comes to individuals, how to serve instead of being served. And God, make us effective. God, I pray for people's hearts to be stirred. God, you, you gave this vision. I pray you would then spread this vision amongst our people and help us to be excited about it. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.